Hello everybody. It's quite miserable Sunday, but hey, it's warm. I'd say it's about 12 degrees Celsius. There's a little drizzle. It's raining a little bit. But I don't mind. The, the warmth of today is really promising. And I have to tell you, the lack of sunlight is so much in demand right now. I feel so depleted from energy. I find it very difficult to stay awake. And it really, really reflects directly on my productivity and uh, the ability to focus and stay in the zone, in the flow of creativity. So yeah, I haven't been really progressing so well. Uh, I have been. It's not like I didn't even touch Unreal Engine, but yeah, there was a lot less time I was able to commit and I was definitely sleeping a lot more. So yeah, not ideal, although I do love sleep. <laughs> I love to dream. And back in the day, I've been always thinking about like, what if we could leverage dreams as a platform for VR? Uh, I guess I guess it's a system on its own and maybe maybe we could just indulge in the wild nature of dreaming maybe programming dreams wouldn't really be such a good idea maybe we should leave it to be as it is well that's what I'm thinking today it may change as anything just like world of technology is changing I I'm quite certain that a release to the public of Vision Pro will indeed become quite significant milestone. Um, it's, it has been, I think, two weeks since it was released, maybe a week. I'm not quite sure. And the reviews are mostly positive. I feel like I feel like it may establish itself as a as a platform on its own. And I don't hear those comparisons too often, but I feel like it's a it's a new kind of tablet. It's just it's a it's a tablet that you put on your face. I feel like UI is very similar. Uh, the power of it, the, the display. There's many similarities, um, including touch, no controller, but touch input. I don't know. Well, anyway, something interesting is that, uh, to me, that as we get more features, as there will be more software um, adapted to it, the price of $4,000 will be somewhat justified. I feel like this, this, this could be a thing. Although the biggest complaint of tech bloggers, is, the biggest complaint is that it's, it's not comfortable. You don't look forward to wearing it. So it's almost like the form factor is not, is not ideal. 
and I I agree I've got quests too and I I never really felt like upgrading to quest 3 because I, I just don't use this device I would love to but I don't and I if I was to say why I would say it's not really that um, but pleasant in a way. I mean, I like to put the, the headset on and it feels very cozy. It feels, hmm. yeah, it feels like opening a box and putting your head into it, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I guess I'm one of the few that prefers VR over AR. Although maybe I didn't experience real AR yet. But anyway, it's, uh, I have my quest in a box on a shelf and somehow I just never really use it I like the idea of watching movie on it but you know what I got myself I got myself a movie or a, yeah a, a video a movie a, a video projector a projector and it's amazing it's a, it's a low-end projector it was just a few hundred bucks euros dollars yeah it was about 400 euro on black friday week and it's amazing it's uh, it gives me like really really cinematic immersive experience i followed it up with a decent speakers with dolby and i really don't feel like this is worse than wearing a headset and getting a slightly better audio and video quality I mean you know my movie projector experience is not perfect I can see the rest of the room there is a light switch in the peripheral vision of the screen uh, yeah I'm, I'm not using a dedicated rollout screen I'm casting picture on the wall and I don't mind I mean I know it will be better on a, on a like dedicated uh, white rollout screen I don't I, I don't have that I don't think I, I want it I don't want that in my life <laughs> I like to cast on the wall and have this I don't know there is something to it there is there's not nice feel to it casting movie on a building or you know it's uh, it feels it feels right to me even though picture isn't that good and having a rollout screen feels like being in the office somehow I don't know I just don't like how they look even when they're folded uh, anyway I'm digressing so yeah the, you know the, there is something something is missing in this puzzle of, of uh, virtual reality headsets um, something is wrongly defined and I don't have the answer but again I prefer to have big screen like tangible real screen in front of me than to have a headset on my head and surrounding myself with floating windows I think it's a lot better to just have this wide in my case it would be wide display at the table at the desk where I can bring my coffee I can I don't know, just have freedom of movement and and I think this will always win. I don't know what to tell you. Unless we have 
with really lightweight glasses and I can still sit at a table and then it's AR. Yeah, well, you catch the drift. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this is more or less what I'm thinking about VR at the moment. I love it, I like it, but there's something wrong with it. Something is, is off and I think these are, I think it's a wrong platform. I think it needs to be implemented differently. It cannot be that big and bulky. It cannot be that intrusive, heavy. Just from UX perspective, this is not optimal. And another thing I'd like to talk about is my project, something that probably most of you come here for. Uh, as I release those episodes, the main purpose was to uh, keep myself motivated and uh, share my progress on learning of Unreal Engine and um, progressing with my my project. And I kind of forgot where I left off. <laughs> I forgot where my project was last time when I when I shared my progress. So I'll just do a quick recap, and I will just tell you about it. So I'm building this metaverse style environment. It's a neighborhood stylized uh, to look like uh, a New Jersey, New York, broadly speaking. And the, in this environment, we've got just a couple of streets. Intentionally, it's small, so it's cozy. It's not cartoony. It's meant to be uh, realistic. You know, realistic graphics, not stylized graphics, just to kind of represent real world. And I want to implement AI characters powered by, you know, chatbots and uh, ChatGTP, yeah, as opposed to bringing real people in this well-known multiplayer mode. I don't think this works. I think when you bring people over, they will be just messing around, they'll be experimenting too much effectively destroying the immersion so i felt like programming and well-defining characters placing them in this world will be a lot better so i have a couple of characters right now these are meta humans that have their specific personality described and established and you can walk around this little neighborhood and you can talk to the shop assistant, the, the, the seller, the clerk. Uh, you can talk to a, a tour guide at the museum. You can talk to uh, someone in the park. That, that person is, is not really defined yet. It might be a, a person at the hot dog stand or someone sitting at the bench. But anyway, you've got those characters and you can talk to them. You can. I tell them to follow you and uh, you can both sort of explore stories and have different experiences in this space. And I, I really wanted to make this, uh, this project as, a, as an odyssey, 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 to kind of escape to. I wanted to create an environment where people will want to go to, to just to explore and indulge. 
uh, but I really wanted to I really wanted to be um, a lightweight relaxing enjoyable uh, beautiful place uh, with like photo mode so you can walk around take photos and you can listen to people you can talk to people um, you can learn I wanted to implement like a, a language teacher and to practice languages to take teacher with you for a walk and you know um, learn language in in everyday use basically scenario so I know it's a little bit all over the place but where this project is right now um, I'm just trying to test what would work best and I think I'll be eliminating looking at what is maybe wrong direction what is maybe a little bit out of focus out of grasp um, something I'm noticing is that what I'm building is not really that extraordinary because even though I spend one year building it if I if I was to lose this project right now I could probably probably rebuild it in like a week and and even then I think it would be a lot better than it is now because it's just you know I'm using mostly components available in 3d asset libraries I'm implementing some blueprints that are shared and are, are sold by somebody else and I, I did I did build a, a, a bit. There are some custom models that are created. Because the whole project started with me creating this model of, uh, of, a, of a corner shop, you know? And it's, it's furnished mostly with items that I created in Blender. That, that's what the project was supposed to be at the beginning. But then I wanted to create exterior and I got carried away. And I found that there's a huge potential in creating a lot more than just the shop. The shop all of a sudden became very, very claustrophobic. So I decided to move on from that idea. And to, to expand. Now I think I found a good uh, boundary. And speaking of boundary, you know, this whole neighborhood for a, for a while was supposed to be surrounded by a cliff and, and the whole area was supposed to be kind of like floating in the air uh, and I was imagining what if this neighborhood is kind of detached from a reality and like this is where reality is breaking down and those people are kind of locked in that um, surreal scenario of just land floating surrounded by void with people kind of trying to adjust to it. It's kind of maybe like inspired by this TV series Leftovers, where there's this weird situation that took place and there are no answers and people are trying to adjust to it. Uh, but I don't know, as I was building this scenario, it was really depressing and, and scary and I, I just didn't feel uh, I didn't feel this is the, the path to go. I really wanted to double down on the uh, 
relaxing and calming aspect of it, you know. So, yeah, while I, while I, I'm kind of realizing that this is not a, a, such a unique project and anyone could do it, I also try to see it as a, huh. yeah, I'm doing it and it's kind of easy to do, but maybe people don't do it for some reasons and I, I don't really know what those reasons would be. And I'm, I'm also acknowledging the fact that when you create a project, a software-based project, you, you create a stack, a software stack, and you basically rely on other technologies, other services. You just don't build everything from scratch. And that's fine. That's like the nature of the beast. So I just need to be a little bit more humble. I mean, not humble. I just need to... Take it easy. I need to acknowledge that I will be building using building blocks provided by somebody else. And ultimately, I'm thinking this is a this is a demo. This is a proof of concept, and I would like to investigate what works, what sticks, and what people respond to. And I think I would like to turn it into something more once I get that validation you know I would like to um, turn it into, into a platform almost I'd like it to be that's why I mentioned metaverse I'd like it to be a platform where things can happen and grow and I would like to turn it into a business not what we need, know metaverse is currently it's like you go in and you need to buy cryptocurrency and there's a lot of scams uh, surrounding it uh, what I'm thinking is there is I just I just want to maybe create like a really down-to-earth marketplaces within that multiverse I don't know how expensive it will be to to run I know I actually need to pay quite a bit for those AI characters for the usage uh, but yeah, so there will be costs, there will be server costs and distribution, streaming costs. Um, there will be my own cost, I will need to kind of account time spent on this. So it needs to earn some money at some point. And you know, like I, like I said, there is this gallery, this museum. And you know, my sister is an artist and she... You know, I could I could feature her work in the in the gallery, so people could could go and I could create a, a bot of of her agent, like representing her, um, basically talking about her, creating the whole gallery experience more immersive, more relatable. So you know, people could potentially explore her work in and buy her stuff, her paintings. Not like uh, NFTs, but like the actual paintings. You know, they could look at the virtual representation and they'll be basically taken, uh, taken back to the website. Maybe still in the metaverse, maybe it'll be just a link sent to their inbox. 
uh, to explore later. I don't know. I, I don't want it to be a, a big e-commerce platform at the end, but I would like to incorporate like elements of it. Uh, just 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 random ideas. Maybe not random. Not random. I'd like it to be if I could. I'd like to. I like. To, I would like it to be my full-time job. I'd like to commit to it once it makes sense to do so. Um, but right now I'm trying to validate the whole idea. So this is just a bit of an update, not very technical, or maybe it was a little bit technical. I just wanted to say, to wrap this up, in terms of challenges, project is quite big, you know? I. I know I can I can optimize it, and I still need to invest some time to learn about how to do that. I need to make the whole project smaller because after rendering the whole uh, playable demo, I, I get 20 gigabyte the size. It's, it's, it shouldn't be 20 gigabytes. I, I would say it should be five, maybe. So there's probably a lot that doesn't need to be there. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm getting too ambitious with graphics and textures. So there's something to be explored. And the other thing is UI and sound design. I need to implement user interface because currently uh, people are unable to quit the darn thing. You know, it's <laughs> they need to know the shortcut, the keyboard shortcut to, to close it. Uh, and I think it's not, it's not yeah, I, I just don't know how to do UI and I don't think it's complicated. I'll be able to do that, I just need to commit a few days to learn and to come up with something uh, that, that fits. I'm a UX designer, so I wouldn't just slap uh, buttons and, and menus. I would actually like to think how this would be used and would be the best use case for a specific kind of navigation and so on. My sound design, I I did a basic sound design, but I, I do know that this is really substantial for immersion, so I'd like to learn meta sounds and create uh, basically just more sophisticated sound system. Um, yeah, so I was, I was planning to release my project in January, but it's, it's not happening. It's, it's, uh, Life gets in the way, and I'm constantly blocked by by some challenges. And I'm thinking tomorrow I may I may end up working on this. And who knows? Maybe I will I'll, I'll go through some milestones. But gosh, there's so much that needs to be done still. Uh, so I'm not thinking March. March would be the first release. And uh, I'll keep you posted, okay? So there's a couple of things I could be talking here about. I could be talking about AI, because I already said that this will, this project, this podcasting project will also um, contain some of that. Because as many of us, I'm also into that. There's nothing odd about it. It's just part of our life at this point. All the generative AI stuff. Uh, yesterday, yesterday I think, yeah, uh, Google 
upgraded their BART system and they call it Gemini. Well, they used to call it before, but the official official public name, like the BART is, is no longer as a, as a marketing, as a, as a branding. And Gemini Advanced, which I got immediately, is, is quite impressive. I, I do like it and I like interface more than ChatGTP. It lacks some features of ChatGTP, like GTPs, and uh, it seems like I'm unable to just link to a file. I used to do that quite a lot. I would link to a PDF and I'll be going back and forth to understand what's, what's in that PDF. But there are different ways of doing it in, in Gemini. Uh, but yeah, I'm, like I said before, I'm, I'm really looking into implementing AI conversational AI into my project and I like to see Gemini being really integrated into other systems so I got my Gemini and it's a part of my yeah effectively it's a part of my, my Google uh, storage subscription it's just one of the features now and I used to pay for chat GDP separately and it was uh, you know relatively expensive subscription of 20 few 24 euro a month. Um, it's not a, it's not that much, but in, 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 it, it all adds up, right? And if I have a choice of paying 10 euro for no, I think 20 euro at, at that point for Google subscription that will contain Gemini. I think this is where I would go if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm looking into how much I'm spending. And yeah, there is a lot of online services that I'm spending my money on so I I like to be a little bit more restrictive more responsible with that you know um, and similarly copilot right it's similarly integrated into Windows and that that runs on chat GTP so we're getting really nice uh, more and more refined range of AI services and I really welcome that um, like I said I'm using those AI text uh, solutions regularly. I find myself using it more than I use Google. Uh, for similar reasons, I... No, I, I didn't say it right. I don't, I don't blindly trust information in there, but it's a, it's a it's much better start of my research than googling something and looking through looking through ads I'm sorry about the noise there is a there is this odd looking vehicle riding on a sidewalk vacuuming the surface looks really cool it's really odd to see a vehicle driving where you know, usually wouldn't expect vehicle to drive. Like sidewalk, sidewalk is pretty much restricted for pedestrians. Anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah, I, you know, I really like to talk about my metaverse and AI when I when I walk down the street. That's why I'm recording it here because this is almost like what if this is <laughs> this is what I created? You know, I'm walking down the city. I'm looking at those people. And they're a little bit like NPCs as well. NPCs. They're a little bit like NPCs. They have their, they have their path. They're autonomous. 
you can interact with them, but you know, you not necessarily have to. Uh, there's this randomness to them. And of course there are buildings. And I'm not going into those buildings, although I could, but I don't. Uh, so these are just pretty much facades, right? Just models. Uh, I, know. I know, this is a real world, but when I'm interacting with real world and thinking about my project, I, I see, you know, I'm feeding from it. Like it's, a, it's a very inspirational experience. Okay, I'm, I'm going back now to, to, to my previous topic and I don't want to do that. Um, so let's move on. Last segment of this episode, I wanted to be about podcasting because there are some big things changing and happening. <laughs>